From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Through the dark skies comes a beacon of light that shines on the city of Gotham. Or is that the glare of somebody's head? You'll be the judge. Welcome to a caped edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 212. I like that. Or 212. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who unapologetically says Batman 89 wasn't as good as everybody remembers. And he also says that Keith, that Keith, Ooh, that Heath Ledger played a great villain, but it's not the Joker. He is Mike, also known as MFG. Yeah, I'm not apologizing for that. It's I the truth. Would. <laughs> All right, here's some horribly described movie for you wonderful, wonderful listeners that just wait and wait and just put your lives on hold just to hear this every week. All right, are you ready? It's not hard. Unwitting contestants take a stab at a quiz game and encounter the host's razor-sharp wit. Don't burn the popcorn. Wow. It's funny because he says it's not difficult. It is not in the least. But I'm hearing it. I'm like, huh. And where and where can we get the answer for that, Mike? That will be following the quick news. Stay tuned. All, all right. And our other illustrious host is the man who didn't mind bat nipples. He is RT Squared, Ralph the Tech. I minded the bat nipples very much. Really? I yeah. thought you didn't mind it. Not that you like them, but you didn't mind them. Big difference. I, I thought it was just unnecessary. Wow. A, a dislike from Ralph. Mark the episode, 212. So the other day while I was logging hours as a pilot, that's right. I'm a pilot. Don't question it. I was flying and out of nowhere, this massive storm just appeared. There was tornadoes and whirlwinds and water spouts. Yes, don't question it. It happened. And a mountain grew out of nowhere. Next thing you know, I'm dodging left and right. Lightning bolts coming out of nowhere. And just as I see in the horizon, the end of this massive storm, a thought comes into my mind. If human beings laid eggs like chicken to reproduce, we wouldn't need contraceptives. (laughs) That's true. He'd be like, oh, no, we don't need this I one. didn't say he was wrong. It's just one of those things. I'm like, wow. Okay, all right. Think about that. And for a podcast of this magnitude, this particular podcast wouldn't be able to cover today's subject without this particular special guest. He's the guy who is known to find, annoyingly, all of the Riddler trophies in all of the Arkham games. He's the man known as Big Kev. Uh... Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. That's it? That's it? Warning to all people out there. The cursing is going to be at DEFCON 1. (laughs) We are saving the bozos for when they count. Oh, bozos. Yeah, I'm so glad he used it because then when I imitate him and I say it, people are like, he doesn't say bozos. He says bozos, but okay. <laughs> but Kev, always good to have you on. And um, everybody's wondering, what's what are we talking about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, today's podcast is the episode you have been waiting for. After five years, our favorite Cape Crusader, 
Batman, of course, has returned to the silver screen with somebody else seeking vengeance. But I'm not sure how I'm going to say this, but is it the best Batman film ever? So for today's episode, we will tackle the Warner Brothers presentation of The Batman. But first, oh, shoot, Mike just texted me and he said, because of our special guests, it's too many people. He's feeling claustrophobic. So he wants my intro to be quick and shut the F up. So here he is, Mike and his quick news. And now, the quick news brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cal. And that quick news intro was brought to you by the Council Against Happiness, co-sponsored by Little Snuffy. Definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just get right into it. We know it's death and you knew it was coming. I the knew MC- it went once I saw it. <laughs> of course. Uh, the MCU lost its three-star hero. William Hurt, who played General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, pay- uh, passed away on March 13th. The Academy Award-winning actor's career spanned four decades, with many of his roles garnering him a slew of Academy Awards, Glo- Golden Globes, and Screen Actor Guild's nominations. In May of 2018, Hurt announced that he had terminal prostate cancer, which had already metastasized to the bone. He died from complications of the disease a week from his birthday at his home surrounded by family. Hurt was 71. Oh my goodness. I am so sorry to hear that. I mean, not, I mean, just even before he was, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, I mean, he was just such a phenomenal actor. I mean, just just to hear somebody suffering that bad, it's like, that's horrible to hear. What are you going to say, Ralph? I'm sorry. I wasn't saying anything. Oh, okay. I just heard grumble, grumble, grumble. And I thought it was your snuffy impersonation. Me. R.I.P. Thunderbolt. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, man. And uh, no, I'm not going to say that. I-, I was waiting for somebody to hit me up and say, so I, I guess somebody else is going to be Red Hulk. I'm like, oh. Oh, hopefully they just ditched that idea altogether because it's a shitty idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like, what? You don't want to yeah. see Agents of Smash? Come on, Mike. I know you were lining up for that one. That, that show was horrible. It's, it's like a reason why. quick before people want to do it. <laughs> All righty. Unexpected news for wrestling fans. WWE and WCW legend Scott Hall is currently hospitalized and on life support. Hall had hip replacement surgery last week, but complications arose when a blood clot became loose. The Hall of Famer suffered three heart attacks as a result and is now on life support at Wellstar Kennestone Hospital in Marietta, Georgia. Um, I mean, I don't know what you want to say, Kev. I know Ralph and Mike are not big wrestling fans, but I know you and I are. Um, anything you want to say, Kev, about... Um, um, Mr. Scott Hall? Yeah, latest update. Uh, unfortunately, the plug was pulled and he has passed. Ah, see, I got my news yesterday. That is really sad. I, and I, the funny part is I was going to double check, but I was like, oh, I'm, I would have come across my feed, but it did not. Sorry yeah. to hear that. Then. It, must, it must have just happened. I mean, yeah. one thing I'll say about him, I mean, you know, for those who didn't know, Scott Hall was a very influential wrestler in the in the late mid to late 1980s. Um and had a lot of drug problems. And he's one of those guys who teamed up with Diamond Dallas Page. And Diamond Dallas Page was into wellness. And he got him to turn his life around from the drugs and the drinking. And really started doing well for himself. And I even got a chance to meet him at Comic-Con um, three years ago. And real real cool guy. You know, real down to earth. Um, you know, he was a jerk in his day. But he was so influential. I'm sorry to hear that he passed. I'm just taking all this news in now. I'm a little thrown off. So yeah, wow, that's very sad to hear. Yeah. R.I.P. to the bad guy. That's right. 
All right, and last but not least, Harry Potter with retractable claws, a Kingsman with healing factor. Well, according to Daniel Radcliffe and Taron Egerton, the rumors for either British actor becoming the MCU's next Wolverine are poppycock, twaddle, and dare I say, cod's wallop. From Hogwarts to men's tailoring, the answer is a resounding no to the rumor mill, even though both actors are flattered by the tittle-tattle circling the World Wide Web. That just sounds like a lot of bollocks. Yes. I'm not it, also try sounds, it, it also sounds like a lot of bodily fluid. Wow. <laughs> there was some of that going on, too. <laughs> Poppy cob bollocks, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even going to try to jump in because I'm always, when it comes to doing anything British or, or British accents, I always flub it up. So I already know. Stay away from that. Let Mike and Ralph handle that. If we get Steve Francis in for an intro, that's great. And that's it. <laughs> but who yes. would think? But but back on the subject, who would think of Daniel Radcliffe or Edgerton as as Wolverine? Who would even think that? Well, with his uh, when he's got his scraggly beard going, uh, Daniel Radcliffe actually looks like a young short Wolverine. Yeah. Of, I mean, of uh, he looks like uh, what's his face? Um, who's Wolverine? Um, um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he kind of looks like him, but just younger and shorter. And really? he's like making fun of it. He was just like he goes. Sure, I'm short enough to be Wolverine because I have not been asked. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh wow! I mean, he he could pull it off. He kind he could do it. But I'm good it. without it. I'm good without either of them. I, mean, I like both of them for what they do, but I don't need to see either of them as Wolverine. Mike took the for, words right out of my mouth. For <laughs> those of you, for those of you in the audio form, I am currently performing a guillotine under my neck. No <laughs> go. No go. <laughs> And as a negative. What, you don't want Hermione Granger as uh, Jean Grey? Uh, I mean, I'm, you mean Emma you Watson? Want, do, you, do you want the 2022 version of Jean Grey who will probably melt the universe, but first has to make sure everything is uh, pronoun specific? Wow. <laughs> hey, I'm sure Jean would. She would not. <laughs> so, Mike, that's all your quick news? That is all the quick news I have. All right, so can you please repeat for everybody, including myself, Again, that horribly described movie. Quick news? Are you just going to like walk right over me? I'm going to, honestly, yes. Yes. Why are you even, because you don't so have quick disrespectful. News. So disrespectful. <laughs> I know, right? Kev, you haven't been on in a while, Kev. You, you don't know how, we, we're dysfunctional. We're more dysfunctional than when you left us. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Ralph, give me quick news. No, you don't deserve my news now. It's oh, all right. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I see where the love is. It's all about like a woman. That. Oh, my God. You're like a woman. It's the mic show. Cap, you did that to yourself. Uh, yeah. yeah. Remember, <laughs> I, I, I tend to have that effect on people. Um, so, so, Mike, um, what's your horribly described movie? All righty. Get ready. Unwitting contestants take a stab at a quiz game and encounter the host's razor-sharp wit. Don't burn the popcorn. I'm serious, Mike. I, I don't know it. Ralph? Oh, you know what it is. Well, unless you actually know. say it, it doesn't count. Then I won't say it. So then it doesn't count. Don't burn the popcorn. That sounds like that's like a big name. Kev, big do you have any idea of what he what he, what uh, Mike is referring to? What movie he's referring to? If MFG could say that one more time. Unwitting contestants take a stab at a quiz game and encounter the host's razor-sharp wit. Don't burn the popcorn. Saw? You were such a good guess, but that was absolutely wrong. Wow. <laughs> I was about to say, if Kev, if Kev gets by his first time back, it's not a skateboard, right? No, because that, that doesn't seem nah. like a Nope. A quiz game. 
why don't you answer your questions in your favorite horror movies? Oh, scream. scream. First oh one, gosh. don't burn the popcorn. Oh, oh I should have got that. So, That's the first time I really should have got that one. Never seen so, it. How have you never seen Scream? Get you're off full this of it, podcast. Ralph. You've seen it, Ralph. Right, that's it. Kev, you're I, now our tech. Ralph, get off. I don't watch <laughs> movies that give me commands. It's telling me to scream. Like, I'm not going to watch that. What Maybe it wasn't it a scream. Maybe it was stating about what happened already. What does that movie think it is telling me to scream? How dare it? Oh my gosh. I I'm telling you, every time they it. say, hey, Cap, you got dad jokes. Like, nah, <laughs> Ralph's like, hold my beer all the time. <laughs> I'll hold your beer and drink it too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That sounded a little bit too much. Let's let's chill with that. <laughs> uh, but listen, to Ralph's point, I am a guy, although I have seen Scream, I care nothing for the horror genre past 1997. Oh, wow. Really? You, you, wow. Okay. I mean, you're missing a couple of good ones, and I don't even like horror like that. I mm. I could care less. They, the 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 thing for me is that they've become formulaic and predictable. It's like I think suspense. you need to watch you watch Scream then. <laughs> uh, no, Scream. I've seen uh, that's a no, good but one. even like the the other iterations because they talk about what you're talking about. Yeah, and the last one was really good. I'll take your word for it. Yes, I keep seeing was. it, so I have uh, Paramount Plus, and every time I go in there, I see they offer the new Scream there, and I'm like, it's worth watching. I'm like, do I look like Mike to you, huh? Huh? Do I look <laughs> like Mike to you? You think I'm a your watch cracked you? mirrors say no? no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever you imagine yourself as, Ralph, go ahead. It's okay. We we, we will not judge. <laughs> of course, you don't look like Ralph or like Mike Ralph. You um. You haven't clicked your heels three times. Damn. There's no place That's I right. go. Look what happens when you invite people, man. They just come in, shit on your rug, eat all your food. This is horrible manners. I'm not happy that you two come along, let alone a third person. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm I'm going to calm down this slaying of, of, of insults. And let's move on to what we're here for, which is the... um. The worldwide premiere of um, Warner Brothers, The Batman. And with a synopsis is a guy who I will say once again, hates Heath Ledger as the Joker. He is Mike, also known as MFG. Take it away, brother. Again, fact made, but unimportant to this review. The Batman is the newest adventure for the hero not connected to the former DCEU. The film was directed by Matt Reeves from a screenplay by Reeves and Peter Craig. Although a completely original story, the film was heavily inspired by Alfred Hitchcock, Batman Year One, Batman The Long Halloween, and Batman Ego. The character of Batman was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger and originally introduced in Detective Comics number... Anybody? 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 No. Anybody? Nope. 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 Okay. 19. Nope. 27. 27. The Dark Knight's newest adventure costs approximately $200 million and has brought in $239 million domestically and a total of worldwide of $465 million. Uh, the Batman has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 85% with an audience of 88% and an IMDB weighted average of 84 out of 100. Wow. Okay. Just about, just about the same on both. Yeah. Okay. All right. A little synopsis here. Billionaire emo cosplayer Bruce Wayne trades in his heroin chic lifestyle for bulletproof fetish wear in order to pout at crime scenes with the police. The wing vengeance meets up with a feline obsessed bottle girl with a soft spot for hard luck Eastern European lap dancers. 
Meanwhile, the corrupt elite of Gotham are being murdered by a bespectacled saran wrap asthmatic with a pension for third grade brain teasers. There's a generic mobster in heavy prosthetics and makeup that's called the Penguin, but for no apparent reason, and a mobster whose future is so bright he's got to wear shades everywhere before getting shot in the head. Uh, it's a hit or miss variation of the Dark Knight, stripped of his lofty mansion in an iconic cave and requiring the emotional range of a dark and brooding crime fighter or a brooding and dark absentee rich guy. But at least the Joker won't be involved. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, starring Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, Batman. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Paul Dano as Edward Nashton, the Riddler. Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. John Tutoro as Carmine Falcone. Peter Sarsgaard as Gil Colson. Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth. And Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. The Penguin. All right, so let's get ready to talk about it. The Batman. But before we even get into that, Let's press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for and we're still taking out loans for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, and that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. Thank you, Alfred. Now go back to Stush. <laughs> okay all right let's talk about it the batman it's funny how we did two batman podcasts in a row let's let's go with the first thing that's glaring at everybody even before they see the movie three hours was that okay with you guys no six claws <laughs> i mean so, so go ahead. i didn't really have too much of a problem with it but my bladder was like yo yo you're pushing it man <laughs> I, I, the movie did not feel forever, but by the time you got to the third ending of that movie, it was like, all right, this, just just end your goddamn movie. It felt like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you, Mike. I mean, it didn't feel long, long, but I we'll get to that in a second about how they how they wrapped up the tale and how it felt. Um, Kev, so how about you? How did you feel about the the three hours put in? If we compare it to Snyder's Justice League, if we compare it to Batman v Superman, this was a walk in the park. Wow. Okay. And and, and better quality or just, you know, like, you know. What's a better word for better? What's a better word for better? Wow. Better. There's really no way to compare those movies, though. I mean, you can compare Batman v Superman and uh, Justice League, but this one's not it's not part of it, you know. Okay, it's, not comparable. Right. it's not comparable because it's in a higher tier. Wow, it's a higher tier. Okay. <laughs> I like Mike's answer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about it for a second. So Matt Reeves, as Mike has mentioned in the quick news before, and have we kind of been hearing from Matt Reeves over and over and over again, talking about that he wants Batman to go back to his detective roots. We didn't want the gadget wielding um always have the answer Batman. Now we've kind of gone bare bones in this sort of Batman year two tale. Did Matt Reeves achieve his goal, which is a bare bones Batman who's figuring things out and focusing more on his detective skills? He isn't that bare bones. Um, I mean, yes, I, it's much more detective oriented, you know, except for all the parts he gives to Alfred to solve. Um, 
<laughs> and, and for chasing the Riddler and causing mass destruction, I mean, ch chasing the Penguin, causing mass destruction and probably killing people on the freeway and having the wrong suspect. Uh, but other than that, his defensive skills were really in far play. Um, no, I mean, it was better that way, definitely. Um, but it's still Batman. I mean, at the end of the day, it just wasn't Batman singularly kicking butt. It was Batman actually going, let me think about it before I go around kicking butt. <laughs> Kev? I tend to agree with a few of the points that MFG made. I just think that when it comes to his detective skills, they were really, I appreciated the fact that they borrowed from the source material, but also gave, gave it legs with their own interpretation, as opposed mm -hmm. to we're going to borrow from the source material, but then we're just going to throw another monkey wrench into it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little sick. Uh, raises. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm a little under the weather there. <laughs> no, I, is that I, contagious? <laughs> I just really wish that if you're going to, you know, and especially since he's bragging about it, you're going to brag about the tech. And it's, I'm not talking about make something that like you'll never figure out, but it's like, well, then I wanted a real detective story. You know, and which is not hard. I mean, you know, you just make a really good detective story and put Batman in it. <laughs> so do you See, feel like they, he kind of tipped? I'm sorry. No, I said, do you feel like he tiptoed around the theme of keeping it a detective story? Like, added, add more hints, have him thinking more, but it wasn't a true detective story? I, it felt more like them saying, like, I have to figure this out more so than having a lot of stuff to figure out, if you know what I mean. And then, of course, there's always that whole convenient, like, well, you know, this kind of had to happen for that to kind of have to happen. So, you know, like, like how long did the Riddler wait outside that nightclub for Batman to figure out his last riddle? <laughs> like, you know, it's that kind of a thing. It's, you know, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. And again, I'm not falling too heavily for that, but it's just, I think I, I really had wished they had done much more detective, something where you were like, holy cow, you know, like, that's a surprise. Even if you kind of figured it out, but like, it just took a while. Um, I would have been a little bit more happier than that. I really wanted an actual detective story, but that's just me. I love detective stories. Right. I, as you watching Midsummer Mysteries behind you. <laughs> Midsummer's murder. Get it right. Whatever. I'll get it right one day and then, you know, I'll probably end up watching it. Um, Matt Reeves' version of Bruce Wayne. Well, first off, in this Batman movie, we get a lot of Batman. We get yeah. a lot of Batman. Finally. Yes. Um, was this and even and not for nothing even when batman wasn't batman people are saying that bruce wayne was just batman without the mask did this work for you you mean my, my brooding and dark versus dark and brooding right <laughs> you mean uh twilight batman he wasn't even twilight batman he was just he was just batman without a mask on uh, and that bothered he me, was though. team bozo yeah, it, that bothered me because um, Robert Pattinson is a good actor. I mean, you know, he's far past his twilight time and whatnot. He actually is a good actor. So I don't know where it comes down to his choice or the director's choice, but it's I, I don't need it to be like bipolar Bruce Wayne Batman. It doesn't have to be that far, but just just slightly different. I understand that like there's really no reason anyone's supposed to be suspecting he's Batman, even though you kind of would, um, especially if you met Batman <laughs> and then you met him. Um, but like just just a slight, like he could still not be, he didn't have to be like, you know, happy-go-lucky. He just didn't have to be literally like, oh, the world, oh, you know, let me put on the Smiths. 
And you know, like, <laughs> like it was just it was just too much for both sides of it. Um, so I wasn't okay. happy about his. I actually enjoyed his Batman more than his Bruce Wayne, which I expected to be not completely a hundred percent the other way around. But again, because I know he's a good actor, I expected to get more out of the Bruce Wayne side, and I got nothing out of the Bruce Wayne side. Wow, Kev. I kind of think it was written that way because some of the dialogue is just like, those are things that would never happen in the source material. Like you're not my father. Like, Oh yeah. My, that, that, you know, uh, lines like that, but also just the lack of awareness for the need of the public persona. I understand you're giving us year one, but every iteration uh, year two, year two, year two. Okay. Year two. Thank you for the correction. But, Every iteration of a Batman understood that Bruce Wayne needed to be present or he was just willing to throw the whatever was left of the fortune away fighting crime. And it's like, I don't understand why it, it like Mike to Mike's point, like why so contrast where it's like you're all Batman, no Bruce Wayne. And it's like you have to be Bruce Wayne to a certain degree. If I may push back for a little bit. Um, because I agree with Mike's point absolutely. Um, and I understand what you're saying, Kev. You're like, you know, you gotta show, you know, you gotta show a little bit, you know. But I think the reason why, or at least my my understanding of the, what Matt Reeves did was when you're talking about Batman year one, year two, he hasn't perfectly um perfected the dichotomy between both of his sides. He hasn't perfected the Bruce Wayne side versus the Batman side. He's all I mean, I think that's the whole point of the movie that he's going out for vengeance and he, you know, he's Batman 24-7 when you have to realize there's, there's other things that are necessary besides beating people up. So I think he's kind of learning that within this. I mean, right. could people argue and say, well, you might have learned that in his training. No, because when you're going out and you're kicking people's butts, you're like, you know, I'm taking everything down, not realizing that there's more but to this But it's role. not just about the training. It's not just about being Batman. It's just it's, it's, and again, like I said, it just feels like it feels like more lazier writing, meaning that like you don't you're not giving Bruce Wayne any other form of personality, meaning that like all we're seeing is a man that has th the fact that we're getting the like, you're not my father. This guy's in his 20s, like he's probably late, I guess, late 20s for, for him. He's in his late 20s. Seriously, this is the point when you're talking to Alfred, who's been around you since birth, basically. You know, like it just feels like you would not be having that conversation with him at this point in time. Um also, it's his whole obsession. Like every time he hears Thomas Wayne, it's like, so you're this maladjusted. Like you haven't dealt with any of your pain at all. I mean, that's the whole kind of thing is Batman is supposed to be him dealing with the pain. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, you would almost think his dad just died yesterday. Okay. You know, Clearly, I mean, it's, you, you know, like it's just one of those things that kind of bothers me with the, the portrayal of the Bruce Wayne side is that, or even just Batman generals, he just felt like nothing has changed since he was a child. And therefore, it's like, well, then how do I kind of feel about you? But at the same time, having matured so much that you can analyze a room and blah, 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 you know, well, and, and build all this shit. He oh, wouldn't yeah. be emo Batman if he was already had dealt with the pain. I mean, and he shouldn't have been emo Batman. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I got, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying that the thing about it is that it really hinders. I get it for the payoff at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Like the realization that he comes to, but it really hinders the Bruce Character Wayne. Character growth throughout the movie. Yeah, and like you said, to your point about lazy writing, it's like, it's very black and white when Batman is literally shades of gray. Right. 
Yeah. And also for him to come to that realization literally by the end of the movie and not even his own realization. I mean, I mean, not even just like through time. It's like he came to it only because someone else said something to him directly as Batman. Then it, then we get this, oh, I snapped out of it. And you're like, really? That that fast? Someone throwing back I am vengeance back at you is the one thing that snapped you out of it? You know, like that's, yeah. it was just, like I said, I just felt like they, they missed um, being able to give us gradual character development. I don't need him to be 100% changed or fully formed in the movie, but like he should have been changing during the movie, not spontaneously by the end of the I, movie, at least for me. You know, I can understand that. I can understand that. I mean, but the whole movie because we've seen that before, Martha. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't see see a lot of growth because the whole movie happens in the course of a week. Oh, again, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said I don't want a ton of growth, but we should see something. You know, it's 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 just like I said, it's just for, for but for us to also get this spontaneous burst of growth is just as illogical. You know, like just this one statement. It's like, oh, I'm a whole completely different person. You're like, really? Cap, I don't know where you're going to segue to with the questions, but that also pissed me off. What is that? We started good. We got the timeline and then poof, we go to the end and wait, it's only all this crap happened and it's only been what, seven days? Yeah, six or seven days. Yeah. Yeah. When they showed the date, I was like, really? <laughs> I remember um because because Kev um Kev Ralph and, and Jess shout out to Jess um we went to the movies together and I remember when they said when when everything went up we were like wait how long was that they said a week right and it was just like November just digesting that huh? uh, just just so that the audience also knows that the black man was not invited <laughs> yeah yeah it's something to do with credit score so you know we couldn't <laughs> well, I was the darkest to be let they, in they were gonna go invite me but they kept seating them in the back of the theater so they. they <laughs> <laughs> you were you were the black man we needed, not the one we deserved. <laughs> he quotes another Batman movie, of course. Killer Kev doing it again. What the segue I was gonna make, and we'll get to the ending um, um a little bit later, but I wanted to add because Mike and you were, were talking about, you know, they didn't quite get Bruce Wayne right. Do you feel like what they did get right was the relationship between Bruce Bruce Wayne and Commissioner Gordon? They did a good job paying yeah. that off I was in good with terms that. of their synergy and being that he's still not, correct me if I'm wrong, he wasn't commissioner yet. He was lieutenant, no, right? No, he was captain. 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 Yeah. So if there are to be sequels, and this is a good segue because honestly speaking, other than Alfred, that's his closest relationship up right. until there are sidekicks involved. Right. So this is a good basically springboard into that union yeah i see i was fine with uh his relationship with gordon i mean that was completely fine what i didn't understand or like was you kept telling me that he is a vigilante police are looking for him but all this he's at every crime scene without anybody bothering him it's like this is you're either one or the other like you know like either the police are after you and therefore you need to be extra secretive very ninja like getting in and out of crime scenes or you're just holding hands with the cops at this point because this is the most um batman literally walking around and lingering in a room of police that we have ever seen on film now hold on on a second because other than when they were having the mayoral debate in the beginning of the movie you didn't really get a sense that they were in terms of the police kind of like uh in the nolan universe where there was uh 
even that, even though they uh, took it lightly in terms of their pursuit of Batman, there was at least a dedicated task force in the quote unquote pursuit of Batman here. It was, it, I took that, I don't know if you interpret it differently, but I took it as there was just simply a idea that, okay, well, this guy, we don't know how we feel about him, but he exists rather than you are persona non grata. Well, I mean, the commissioner was completely, he is persona non grata and he should be arrested and or detained or whatever. He was very clear about that. And remember the very first time Batman makes his presence, you know, Gordon's like, no, 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 leave him be like to the cops because they were moving towards him. It's like, as you would expect, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. Like you kept, we kept getting it both ways. It's just that like, he was completely, no, you're a vigilante. You have no reason at all to be here. You could be contaminating our crime scenes. We don't know who you are versus also then, oh yeah, it's Batman. He's here. That's cool. You know, it's, and I didn't like that. Cause in fact, I, it, I was also mad that they didn't make it clear early on and they should have done that early on uh, was that the um, bat signal was not at the Gotham police station. It, remember, it took a while before you, cause, I, cause I'm also like, so then if you don't like this guy, why is there a bat signal on your roof? And then if I, eventually we see it's not, you know? Right. And I thought that also disturbed because it, it was making the movie very confusing. The fact that there's a bat signal, like, and also the fact that there's a bat signal and like the commission's got such a hard one against Batman. You're like, so never trace the light back. I mean, just get in the helicopter. You see where the light's coming from. You could always just take it down or no, no, it's so not really that difficult. My, my, <laughs> you yeah, what you don't seem to understand is not everybody can do math over there and, and be able to, you know, follow it <laughs> I, back. I, I, it's, I it's guess just, so. <laughs> it know. doesn't work that way. The only people yeah. who could do math are like the main characters. Ah, who use that's it why. for other stuff besides figuring out where lights are originating from. There Unless we go. I guess Batman. that makes sense. Right. Unless, Unless you're bad. Then he's figuring yeah. out where the light is originating from that he's after. Right. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so like, so that was very confusing for me. Like that whole like, in is he or isn't he? Especially by the time we get down to his on again, off again, uh, indestructible. I don't feel any pain suit. So when he gets the explosion in the face, yeah, and he's that, unconscious. That yeah. And I'm like, I don't care how fast Gordon got there. It's like, well, first of all, any man that has experienced an explosion directly point blank to his face is not usually taken back to police headquarters. I mean they would at least have chained him up and put him in the ambulance, taken him to a hospital, because that's just what you do. And remove um, the mask. But, right, but also just in checking him out to find out he's not dead at all, because you need to find out if he's dead, you would have taken the mask off. Yes. So the fact that he's gotten transported all the way back to police precinct and no one has taken that mask off, we're like, and, and, and then we get the scene of them finally reaching for the mask for Gordon to be like, don't touch that mask. You're like, so everyone just sat and ignored him in this van for the entire ride? <laughs> you know, it was just one of those. I know you don't know. Movie, could, but... could, that, that could have been the Gordon thing for the fifth time. Don't touch that mask. I told right, you. but that's when you would say, how many times do I have to tell you don't touch that mask? That that covers that all together. But right. yeah. I, I could understand if Gordon <laughs> you know. was in the van with him while he's being still. transported. And he's, he's there with the shotgun, like, go ahead, do it. I dare you. Do it. Come on. <laughs> It's kind of like like, like like Bart Simpson. Ow, quit it. Ow, yeah, like, quit like, it. like Gordon's just in the van, you know, teabagging Batman. You know, you're like, yeah, if you reach for the mask, oh you got to reach for me. Which one you going for? You know? I mean, that's See, working. We, we, we interpreted that differently because from the very first scene in which he walks into the crime scene where the mayor was killed, mm -hmm. I took it as there was a tinge of 
fear and resentment for Batman because uh, there's definitely that the the guy who actually put out his arm to you know to detain him was probably the one guy who who had the courage to voice anything because mm-hmm. we saw the guy who was conducting the uh, coroner report he was you know like uh trying not to touch him saying excuse me and trying to get by him in a in a funny way but it was implied that there was intimidation from the police there in particular with that scene so then when he takes the explosion to his face okay if we're operating with the hypothetical of guys should be trying to reach for his mask as opposed to there's still that fear that they've established early on they're kind of thinking twice about it and only when you're in a group setting like we're all surrounding him while he's unconscious on a table let's try to finally see who this guy is then is when you're bold enough and work up the courage so i think they actually played that very well see that to me is asking me to drop too much of my disbelief like i said i mean in order to even but know not, if your disbelief is not what they established. They established the fact that there's a lot of fear, like, okay, I may but, feel this way right. about fear, this guy, but I'm fear not. Fear is a groggy empty. Batman, not a guy that could be dead. Like I said, even just to find out if he's alive, you pretty much need to remove his mask. Or, you can't get a heartbeat through a suit. I mean, <laughs> you know, you just, you go through his neck. You, you can kick him really hard and see if he goes. His neck's got the cowl. <sighs> but his neck's got the cowl yeah, down it, and it's bulletproof. Him. Right, so now you're reaching under a mask. What else would you do? You you put a mirror <laughs> like, to his nose. Like, like I mean, yeah, you know, and that's so that is so much more work to do than just remove that. That's what I'm saying. My my disbelief had to be suspended so uh, suspended so much it was just ridiculous by that point. You know. All right, all right, all right. Let's not let's not beat this dead horse a little bit too much. Let's move on to to something else. Um, besides Commissioner Gordon, let's move on to the main villain, the Riddler. How did you guys feel that um, Matt Reeves? Um, tackled this villain. I mean, he's known to be a joke and somebody not to be taken seriously. Even before Jim Carrey came out in what, 90, 92? Was it 94? I don't know. I hate that movie. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> but I mean, how, how do we feel his take? Because this take of Riddler was nothing like the Riddler, except for the riddles, and felt very much like Seven meets Zodiac. Yeah, well, it's not, as I say, it's, it's his take on a villain was fine. It just wasn't the Riddler. And I'm not saying that I want the jokey Riddler. It's just, if you, if you, it, the Riddler doesn't have to be jokey to still be dangerous. But I mean, this guy right. was not the Riddler. I mean, he was literally out for blood. The, the Riddler's not usually been that just bloodthirsty, you know? Um, I mean, you know, it was effective for, you know, a Batman villain. I, I would just been better off if they just made up a guy, you know, just some random killer would have been fine. Um, but oh, you know, again, Zodiac I don't have any. You care. Yeah, seriously. And but I mean, I don't have any horse in the race when it comes for Riddler. It's not, again, he's not like my character that I'm like he better be treated this way or else. You know, it's so. I mean, it's fine. It's an evolution, but I don't think it's an evolution that works for the character. Question for the oh, class: okay. Would it have been better if they had dubbed him Holiday and he had taken the name? Um, that would have actually been cool, except for the fact that then yeah. it would have been nothing like the the actual source material. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> on one holiday and then he gets caught <laughs> well i said i was holiday not holidays <laughs> holidays kev you're kind of quiet on this one what's your take on riddler well to mike's point i would have preferred you if this is the villain you're gonna give me 
morph Victor Zaz into this. That I was been... literally I was just, just thinking, thinking of that. Zaz. Yeah. It's so funny. I was about to like interject when you were about to like, how about Victor Zaz? I was just, more, dude. Morph Victor Zaz into this, and it's much yeah. more plausible. Yes. 100%. You know, I understand. We can give Riddler an edge. That's fine. But to give him this whole, you know, the, to this extreme, it was... It, it it felt like they were playing on modern times. Like mm-hmm. it felt like they were just trying to, you know, touch on extremists and people who use mass or like a person who resorts to mass shootings, that kind of thing. And right. I, I get it in terms of what you were trying to channel, but in if who, who the character is and what we know the character's range to be, it was way out of the character's range. Yeah. Now. You know who did the best Victor Zaz I've seen so far? Is the actor from Gotham. He was okay. He was pretty good. Because he was kind of crazy, but like, you know, still... He's kind of like street street thuggish, but not all the same time. No, he worked. He worked as a a Victor Zaz. Mm -hmm. He was pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to confess something right now. I quit Gotham after the mid... The season two mid-season finale. Yeah. Uh, Turn in your... Turn in your... uh, your, your back card. card. Yep. Your battering. That I'm sorry. That show was horrible. Oh, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is still a preteen, and you're already showing me Mr. Freeze. Get out of here. But all it proved was that Batman was completely unnecessary for that city because Jim Gordon was able to take down just about everybody. You know. <laughs> and Jim Gordon at, at every at every episode, he was either the hero, the pursued, the wanted, the villain. And run it back up again. Yep. <laughs> well, let's get back to, to to Batman because if we talk about Gotham, we'll start being sad again. Um, what are we? What were we feeling about? Speaking of villains, we, I mean, there's a couple of villains they have there. They have the Riddler. They throw in um, um, John Turturro as Falcone, right. and then you get this unrecognizable Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Now, Mike Synopsis kind of took a snipe at it. How did you guys feel about it? I dug it. I think that the supporting cast was really well. Uh, They executed their roles well. In specific to Colin Farrell's Penguin, it showed his talent. Like he, (laughs) you know, this is a guy who speaks in full British and was as Guido as Guido can be. And his attitude the attitude that you take as a mobster it's something that i appreciated because the mobster angle in this movie is something that i've yearned for in a lot of batman anything movie film uh gotham season one gave you your mobster i will just say that they did (laughs) they did i actually enjoyed season one because of that and i'm not a mob fan (laughs) you and i agree on that that's the one place where i got my mobster fix and then they got real campy with it yeah they did Um, but yeah. To to answer the question, Penguin was really touched on the element of of a guy who wants to. You, you got the sense from what the movie told you. He wants more. He likes where he is, but he wants to be the top dog. And it took an actor without too many lines to convey that. And I thought he did that well. 
right. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, again, I, you're making fun of his prosthetics and stuff like that. I mean, it looks fantastic. I mean, he's unrecognizable, which always begs the question of, you know, it's a lot of work to go through when you could just gotten somebody else. Um, but <laughs> he, he, he really did a good job of it. It's just that, like I said, it's, it's again, it's another one of those things where you're just like, it's not like we know he's the penguin. They called him the penguin. You're like, why, why would they call him the penguin? You know, like, I mean, you know, granted, you know, who wants to hear, you know, bark, 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 bark. I mean, you know, <laughs> but it's just like, well, that's just an odd thing to call somebody then if that's the case. So it was just one of these things where once again, you were, he was a mobster and he was really good at that role, but you really weren't the penguin either. Like the penguin has a certain finesse. We, you know, it doesn't have to go down to trick umbrellas. He just has a certain finesse that's not down in the dirt mobster that's just not who the penguin ever has been even in the comics where he still runs the you know the icicle club and stuff like that he's just not he's not like you know you know Vinny Goomba like that's just not who the penguin is but Colin Powell did a great job but once again it just wasn't the penguin but he did a great job as a, a mobster that wants more power I felt oh yeah. look who's too good to be a Goomba just like what it was what, like what, though. what are you what are you trying to say there <laughs> well, at, so, at, at, at any point he was just like so am I funny do I make you laugh <laughs> it felt like good fellow <laughs> you know Ralphie, why you, over here, huh? Ralphie, how do you, you feel about Colin Farrell? Are you allowed to slander over here? Eh? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so, all right. I knew it was him because of like the news <laughs> and people saying yeah. it's Colin Farrell, right? I see this guy and I'm I'm looking to see if I oh, can, can see Colin Farrell because at least in the eyes you can usually see it, right? But even there, I'm like, yeah, I don't right. see no Colin Furrow. And then nah. the way he's acting, it's not like he's ever acted this way before. Right. Like, it's so unique to the character. I'm like, holy fucking shit. This guy is amazing. Because you can't even, there's like, there's moments, real subtle moments where you can hear a sort of break in the accent and you, and you kind of hear a little Colin Furrow, but it's, it's very small. You know, it's right. barely noticeable. What's funny is, in, in in an extra interview um, with um, Colin Farrell and John Turturro, John Turturro said, "Look, I don't know Colin Farrell that much. I haven't really worked. With him. I know who he is, but I never really worked with him." And he said, "I had to walk up, and we're doing scenes, and I'm looking in his eyes, and I can't see the guy. Like I just, I know who he is, and I know who he's supposed to be, and he's yeah. totally lost, like in the role. Like he was amazed. So, yeah. and I felt the same way too. I was like, you know, I mean, would would I say it was the Penguin? I mean." Let's put it this way. If you're gonna go, if people are gonna go around and go, oh, the real penguin was the one from Gotham, this was more penguin than anything else. But I digress. Um speaking of mobsters, well, actually, let me go back for a second. Because there's one major character that we haven't talked about, which mm -hmm. is Zoe Kravitz, aka um Catwoman. How do we feel about Catwoman? And also, how do we feel about her connecting her to Falcone? Spoilers. I think, I mean, again, uh, going back to what Kevin had said when we were talking about uh, Colin Farrell, I agree as well. Like, I think all of the supporting cast was really good. All of them. There, there wasn't a, there wasn't a fault in any of the supporting cast members. Um, I, I, they, they did a better job, I think, than Pattinson did, you know. And uh, I just think that they really, in, again, whether they embodied the comic book character is unimportant. But as far as a good character on screen, I think they all were good. And I did enjoy Zoe Kravitz. 
Um, I mean, she was probably closer <laughs> to being the character than any other character that was on that film, uh, you know, besides, you know, obviously being Batman. Um, I did like her. I uh, I just thought that she she added something. I don't know. I don't know if it's like she gave her chutzpah without going over the top most of the time. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, I'm a tough woman. And then now I have to have this tough woman scene to prove that I'm just as good as my hero, the hero of the movie kind of a thing. It, you know, mm-hmm. that that didn't happen and it wasn't necessary. I, I think she added something to the character that's been missing, but I can't exactly find a word to put to what it is that she added to it. You know, she had a certain swagger, but it wasn't too much. Um, you know, she's, well, she's an actually beautiful and sexy woman, but she didn't go over the top, or at least they didn't have her go over the top, you know? So she wasn't slutty, you know? So, you know, it's just things that really worked. And yet at the same time, she was interesting. Whereas for instance, I didn't find, um, uh, I cannot think of the woman's name right now. Uh, the last cat woman that we would have had. Um, Anne Hathaway. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Like I, I didn't feel that she added anything to Catwoman. Like, you know, she was just an actress that they got on there. Whereas I felt that Zoe Kravitz, I won't say that she embodied Catwoman, but she added something that we haven't seen in a while on film for Catwoman, I think. Would you say she made it her own almost? Closer. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, definitely she wasn't like any other previous Catwoman. I mean, you know, she wasn't Eartha Kid. She wasn't doing, you know, like any of the other type of... She wasn't Lima Merriweather, yeah. Right. She didn't do camp or anything like that. That's supposed to say, like, she she had something I can't seem to find a good word for it, but I thought she did a good job. And I thought she also did a good job for what the material that she had of trying to also give her character a little bit more uh, backstory or background feel. Yeah. Because that is the one thing that I will definitely say is that most characters didn't get a lot of background you were told about them but they didn't you didn't feel it from them or at least i didn't feel it from them let me yeah. see if i can try to fill in the gap that mfg left where i think that her her motivation aside from maybe falcone her motivation was clear which is get a payday get you know concoct whatever scheme it is and be watchful and she was a criminal in the sense of not necessarily acting and committing crimes, but being observant, patient, and plotting on criminals. So her character herself at the core was basically harming criminals. So she's kind of like the anti-hero of the movie, which is what gave her that appeal. Because I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I definitely agree with the um that she wasn't an outward criminal and I like that. You know, she wasn't like going in and stealing a diamond out of somebody's mansion or something like that, you know. Because even when she broke in the safe, it was for her friend to get the passport. Right. So, you know, she was she was committing the criminal act, but she was being it was for a noble reason. Right. And then when she even goes for the bags of money, it was very believable. Again, I mean, who's going to pass that up? You know, she's trying to find her friend. Then she finds her in the trunk of the car. And now she's like, all right, well, obviously I'm not getting her, but there's two big bags of money. So I'm going to try for one of those at least. And again, it right. felt very real. And I like that. Again, she wasn't this mastermind cat burglar. And I think I like that they didn't have that be her character. So I agree with what Kev was you know, trying to fill in for me. I think that, that definitely helps a lot. All right. Ralphie, real quick, um, in regards to Catwoman, yay or nay? Especially because I know that you're somebody that sometimes has been known on this podcast to get entranced. So... Are are you calling me a chauvinist pig? All I think about is women as 
objects and to be like i was just gonna go with a four-letter word p-e-r-v but okay is huh is that what you're saying sure you know she 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 does uh, look very nice in her costume she does a great job as an actress cap because you know she she is a person not an object to be admired though i do admire her um Ralph's practices. Ralph is being <laughs> held at gunpoint right now. He's blinking like crazy, but forgetting this is a audio podcast and not a video. <laughs> Jocelyn has a knife. At, Jocelyn has a knife at his, at his throat. Shout out to Jocelyn. <laughs> we'll never hear this, but that's okay. Um, so overall, I think she did a great job. I, I did have to say, like, I never really paid much mind to Zoe Kravitz. I haven't seen a lot of her work. Though I didn't realize she was so tiny. You know? Yeah, m- most of Hollywood. One thing, one thing I'd like to add. Go for it. I don't know if it was her stunt double or her, because I did see her in some of those scenes, like it, it showed her face. But if she did practice, she was a quick learner on throwing them kicks. Those kicks were crisp. Well, so, a lot of that was her stunt double, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure yeah. she threw a couple of them. And I'm like, yeah. wow, I, impressive I, technique. I want to rewatch that because there had to be a little CGI there because there was some of those kicks were like, like I'm sure she's flexible, but they seem like way beyond her range of motion and they did something there to, to assist. That's Hollywood magic. That's yeah. what it's there for. Cause <laughs> it, you could tell it slightly also, you know, right. Um, right. but uh, there was one last thing I wanted to say about Catwoman. Oh yeah. Yeah, like um, she made it her own. She she definitely did make it her own. Okay. Uh, She's a piece of me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I did enjoy uh, watching her walk away every time, but you know, it was good to see her on the screen. Wow. Okay. There we go. That's a rough comment I was waiting for. <laughs> you know, I, I got to give the fans what they want. You know, that's what it is. So, so let me let me ask you um, because I know we're, we're kind of limited on time. Um, quick take, what worked better for you? Um, Batman and Alfred's relationship as it got better or um, John Turturro as Falcone? What I hate the relationship you? between Alfred and Batman. Alfred and Bruce did not work for me at all. Um, I, I mean, uh, Turturro as Falcone, he was good. You know, I mean, I, I don't think he was like, you know, Oscar worthy, but no, he, he did a good job. I mean, it's just the role he had. Didn't have a lot going for it. But he was definitely creepy. He he was definitely creepy uncle feeling, no matter what. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was looking at his own daughter like, "Hey, yeah." But but he knew. I mean, but afterwards it was just kind of like, "Oh, you really don't give a damn, do you?" <laughs> you know. I'm I'm glad you said it because I was thinking the same thing as yeah. that. Both the relationship with Alfred and Bruce, not Batman. Bruce was you know they they tried to build it up, and it's like. You, you lost me at him being an ingrate quote saying he's not his father. Like, yeah, you know, it's, from there on, it's I was sour. But, but it's because, I mean, if nothing else, again, like Alfred, I mean, th- let's put it this way. Look at Alfred, I mean, meaning his demeanor and everything like that, and look at Bruce right now. Problems with no, he has been the only force since Bruce was a child that he's been around. Mm-hmm. He's going to have learned manners. Yes. Because <laughs> Alfred was going to instill them in him, he, you know? So that's what, that's what it, it was lost. Him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was very lost. It's like, it felt like, you know, Alfred just showed up last week, you know, that kind of a thing it, for their relationship. It just didn't feel like this is something like any adult that you've been around for decades of your life 
even if you are paying their salary, the point is he's still raising right. you, you know. You're um, my dad. Gosh. <laughs> that's what it was just like, you know. Now, I know people are wondering, you know, we didn't talk too much about the flat, and I kind of did that purposely um, in regards to the review. Even though in this review, we're known to do spoilers, but I, you know, I kind of stayed, I kind of went more for characters and just general storylines. But let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about when we get to the part where um, Riddler's plan comes to a head. Did you like the way that it came to a head? Did you which, feel like which part are we talking about? Well, it's funny. Well, so, well, which, which ending? I'm not even being on, funny. Which ending? No, no, no. I yeah. think what you're trying to say is when Riddler's plan comes to fruition. Well, I'm sorry. When the first part, yes. when, when Riddler gets caught. Yes. Yes. Okay. Before his secondary plan, which is the main plan, happens. Yes. That, that Batman also didn't figure out, but go on. Did, did, you, did, you guys, did you guys know that, um, or did you guys feel like this can't be the end? This can't be the end. Well, I mean, it was just like I said. I just thought the resolution of, of of Falcone going down, based off of this vague riddle that could have taken Batman any number of hours or months to solve, depending on how it went, uh, was quite a patience level on the Riddler side, considering he had this other plan, <laughs> obviously to go on. Um, so luckily, it happened to fall. Batman happened to solve that crime spree in the same amount of time he needed to. Um, it was fine. I mean, like I said, it 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 wasn't ending, and it would. It wasn't that it was a bad ending at that point. It just would have been like, oh, okay, you've told your story. Now a little wrap up. And then there was more story. <laughs> Kev? I dug the the second part. The lead up to it kind of felt a bit, I get it. You gave me your two and, you know, he's not full-fledged. I know everything was going on with, you know, the way that, Catwoman had to educate him as to the patrons of the secret iceberg lounge and everything. So I, I understand they're telling they're telling me he's not full form Batman. But to Mike's point, the the clue was there from the first riddle. Excuse me, from the second riddle. You know about bringing him into the light. So. Not that we, you know, deduced it or anything, but it, it it kind of feels like the at the rate of which he was solving the 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 remedial riddles, and then when they were deciphering and putting uh, the real meanings together, it kind of felt like that's something that could have been solved. But they wanted to play the angle of it being emotional and him being touched by the fact that his father was now under the microscope of. You know, and 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 the Riddler was shedding light, yeah. but well, that and if I had heard anything one more time about a goddamn winged rodent, <laughs> oh, which yeah. made no sense how that ended up going back to Falcone, you're like, oh right, well, that was just stupid. That made no sense. No one ever would have thought about that. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that was a problem. No, huh? you know what's funny? I thought about that the minute that they introduced the ring, the winged rodent, because Falcone is Falcon in Spanish, so. You know, for me, that was, I'm like, that's an easy one. And then there was that funny scene with uh, the penguin where he's introducing the uh, gender pronouns. And that, that was, you know, that was a pretty funny, you know, sequence right there. Yeah. <laughs> Ralphie, what? What's the question again? 
um, the, the 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 first ending. <laughs> it felt like, like like Lord of the Rings or Return of the King. You know, <laughs> the first ending. <laughs> well, if they would have ended right there, would you have been okay with that? How were you feeling when, when they were like, okay, and the Riddler gets caught in a coffee shop and, you know, um, uh, Falcon gets shot and, and everyone gets arrested? You know, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm just glad that they didn't do a, a, a whole Hobbit thing where it's like, you know. Oh, but they did. Ended there, you know, then suspense, 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 then start another movie to continue the ending of the oh, other movie. Oh, the Hobbit. Not that's the, true. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's you know, definitely true. It's the dragon. Oh, no. Oh, he's dead. Okay, let's move on. You know, it's not that. So I'm... I'm kind of happy that they they did it the way they did. Could it have been done better? Sure. You know, could this Batman actually have been a detective? Uh, possibly. You know, I mean, he could have figured it out instead of just crossing off names. The butler, the butler's dead. Okay. The the maid. Oh no, not the yeah, maid. He he was the, really not the a chef. Detective. Wait, the the chef is dead too. The paper, the paper boy is dead. Okay. Well, after, well, after a while, all you had to say was like they should just been like Batman. Everyone you suspect is getting killed, <laughs> so just stop saying names. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like who do, um, who do and like, I said, like I said yeah. earlier, like and also stop chasing the penguin through this place, probably killing people along the way just to find out it wasn't him. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say, I did enjoy that you know muscle carish Batmobile. But that the car is fine. The chasing was great right up until that one truck tipped over that had the convenient ramp oh yeah when i when that hit the, when that hit the pavement and it was an obvious ramp not even hidden i'm like oh come on <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you, you didn't like the creativity that way <laughs> that was so horrible you know <laughs> but then we have to go into our second ending yes let's go into the second ending so yeah. we have so we have there was um, more than one yeah. Well, I mean, if you left, if you left when you know Batman and them are you know arresting the Riddler and all that stuff. First, I mean, and actually, you have you have a couple of things. You have Riddler being interrogated in you know in Arkham Asylum. Oh no, in Blackgate, not Black Arkham Asylum. In Blackgate, um, Blackgate Prison, which that was an. I actually kind of like that scene with the back and forth. It's not the Riddler, but I did like the back and forth with him and the mm -hmm. Batman. But then you get you know Batman to figure out, oh, there's more to this, to this um plan than whatever. And he finds that, you know, Riddler's gonna flood Gotham. How? I mean, how were we with this? Well, new you, you mean the thing that it had to lead back to this piece of carpentry tool, which evidently Batman, I don't care if detective or not, he still has to have a knowledge base of quote unquote Batman. He did not know what that thing was. So uh, luckily a cop just happened to have a uncle, brother, stepfather, whatever he was, that happened to be a carpenter. They happened to be standing on the carpet in the man's room just for them to pull back the rug for him to once again, quote unquote, figure out what's going on. I'm like, you didn't figure out anything. It was just kind of exposed to you. But um, I thought that was just way over the top of like, you know, coincidental stuff just to find out the latest plan. And then for him to not even be able to stop it made it worse for me ah. like that like, like i mean again if, it's, if you could have even if he had like stopped one or two bombs i would have felt like hey that's batman it's like you didn't you just uncovered the plot just in time for it to happen i'm like well if that's the case you didn't have to uncover the plot it was going to happen <laughs> you know you you added nothing to help you just kind of let us know who did it you know that kind of, that was also very annoying and then i thought it just got very 
like he's our hero kind of a feel to it like you know like it's we just had to have batman fight multiple people um kind of a feel i didn't i didn't feel like it was organic to the story it definitely felt like it was attacked on piece. okay all right Ravi. what was the question um how do we feel about the second ending the, the whole flood the, the 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 finding out the second part of the the, the the plot or the main part of the plot the flood itself that the fact that there was suddenly a group of people worshiping the riddler that we had never heard about up until now <laughs> yeah so that that just seemed like they were throwing darts at a board or like yeah. all right i don't feel like we have enough what can we add hidden army uh biblical flood and messiah saves us all yep resurrection why not that that's what it felt like though okay. so so i i was telling uh kev this when we were watching the movie so when he gets he takes that full like that was a 24 gauge shotgun to the chest right mm-hmm. yes and he's he's out for a little bit and he injects himself with something so i i lean over to kev and i'm like venom question mark <laughs> Well, it wasn't adrenaline because that's not green. And it's, I'm like, that's, that's what I'm right, saying. Right. But at the same time, if that's where you're going to, if that's where or how you're even winking and nodding to introduce Venom, that's stupid because we have no, uh, we have no connotation to where this is coming from. Yeah. You know. So, so that's, that's what I'm like. I'm think uh, I was like wondering, like, are they going to go this kind of route where like, they're going to show like in the next movie he has. Some well, sort of addiction like to the Venom? dartboard, yeah, and then somehow that it gets Bane involved from South America. I mean, that's the dartboard part where it felt like, well, then how does he get enough energy? Adrenaline? Nah, it's something that looks like Venom, whether it is or isn't. The fanboys go crazy anyhow, thinking it is, and it's like, yeah, or then, I'll just be angry. And then Eminem is gonna come out of nowhere and just be like, Venom, Venom, wow, Venom. Good, no, no, okay, goodbye, good <laughs> Kev. Uh. I dug this action sequence of it. I did have a problem with the coincidental discovery of it. And it's, you know, okay, we get it. Year two Batman. And it's, you know, what I've been saying throughout. It's, you made him a bit remedial. So it's like, on one hand, he's good with actual riddles and puzzles, but he's not good enough in the real life application sense. Like, I don't, you know, it's hard to believe. But that being said, the action sequence of it all and the flood and, you know, saving people. And <laughs> as Mike says, having uh, vengeance turned against you, you know, I, I dug, I dug the sequence of it. Uh, when Ralph did lean over and say venom, I'm like, no, dude, it's an adrenaline shot. So, you know, we all interpreted it differently. Adrenaline uh, isn't green though. I think the vial was, I don't think the no, liquid cause... was. When he shot himself up and the, the liquid goes inside, you could see like it's shaking and the green goes with it. And then once he injects himself, all the green is gone. Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be Venom. It's just the fact that like that was a conscious decision. Right. <laughs> you know, like I said, just like I said, even if it was nothing more than to go like, ah, this will drive the fanboys crazy. It's like, or it'll piss me off thinking that it could be Venom. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now, one last question before we wrap this bad boy up. The Riddler's in prison. He speaks to the he speaks to the um his inmate. his fellow inmate. Your initial reaction? Ah, ah, ah. ah oh, thank God it wasn't ah. that. That would have been horrible. Um, <laughs> I, I was just annoyed. I, I a billion times. Long listeners of this podcast already know. 
I do not want to see Superman fight Lex Luthor. I do not want to see Batman fight the Joker ever again for the next two decades, especially of any visual non-comic book media. And even the comics has drained every iota of the the Joker and beyond out of out of the, out of the character. He's not even fun anymore, you know. All right, what and I if, just I can't take it. What if they switch it up and have Superman fight the Joker and Batman fight Lex Luthor? <laughs> Both mm -hmm. down in less than two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Batman or Superman? <laughs> that moniker could be used for many other things, Mike. We'll leave it alone. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, you know, that, if you want to imply to me that's the Joker, I, you know, I don't, I, not that I'm like Mike where I'm just like anti uh, Joker, excuse me, Joker fatigued. I just feel that, you know, if that's where you're going to go, then we're in this stop, go, stop, go state that we don't want DC to be in overall because look where we are in 2022. Marvel has already a whole movie saga, yet DC is still recalibrating, recalibrating. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to get stuck in that. Well, I kept saying that somewhere around the Nolan Batman, I'm like, I am tired of nothing. I think we were, I think it was at the end of it. I'm like, we have had nothing but endless Batman origin stories and then him fighting the Joker at some point. That's where we've evolved in all these Batman movies. I mean, yeah, sure, there's another villain here or there, but that's where we've gone. And like, like Kevin's pointing out, now look at Marvel. Yeah. Good or bad on how they've handled their villains, we've had a whole range of villains. You know. just, just not very good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Hit or miss on them here and there, but no, like, we'll get stories. Range, you know, we'll get stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I kind of feel the same way that Mike does. Like the the Joker's already been played out, and and Batman is one of those characters that has an extensive rogue gallery. Like the best, best rogues gallery. You can swing a cat, and you can hit a a Batman villain multiple <laughs> times. Like, okay. don't even, you don't even have to move it that far. Just, just you know, put it to the side and you'll hit a, a Batman villain. Like, pick a, one that hasn't been done already and, right. and do pick, him pick a small one and blow them up, just like Marvel's done with a lot of its characters. You take True, it, right? you make it something. You don't just keep giving me the, the Joker. Because also, guess what's going to, let's just pretend Joker pops up in the next movie just for the sake of argument. Right. What's, what, what's going to happen with the entire conversation about the next movie? Oh, we're going to compare him to Heath Ledger. That's all it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And that means we're only going to be, not us, but the movie will only now be compared to the movie with Heath Ledger. So that yeah. means now you're comparing the Batman movie to the one with Heath Ledger. You know, like, that's all you're going to get <laughs> 20 years and, later. And here's my biggest gripe. If we're going to do, yeah, we're naturally going to do the Heath Ledger thing, right? Mm -hmm. And we have Joaquin Phoenix standalone film, which we don't anticipate any crossovers because chronologically it would it not make fit. sense right. at all. Right. All right. So then what does that leave us with? If we introduce yet another Joker, that's, mm -hmm. this will be what? The fourth version? If we include Jared Leto's? Must we? And yes, yes, it would be. And it's, But also, even if you just, okay, let's just take Nolan out of the picture just because that's not in the same time, relative time frame. There's still three Jokers. And that's three Jokers in five years. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. That's yeah. three Jokers in five, that all of them, I mean, granted, we understand there's a multiverse, so I'm not getting picky that way. I know they're not all in the same universe, but that's three Jokers that are currently in action. Joker 2 is being filmed. 
if there's a Joker in the next movie for this one, it'll be a brand new Joker. And if they want to, they still have the option for the Suicide Squad for Jared Leto to be up there for the Joker. So it's not just three Jokers in five years, it's three Jokers that'll be current and in action in five years. Which please, if you think that's smart DC, don't go down that, that comic book plot about there actually being three different Jokers and Batman didn't realize that, even though he's the world's greatest detective, because that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we can put the, a bow on this one or a bat signal on it. But, but you know what? For a three-hour movie, we need to really go in depth. So let's do it, boys. You know how we get down. Let's rename this. Let, let me rename the series. Let's rename the movie. The movie long enough. It could have been a series. Um, <laughs> um, Ralph, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. This way you oh, guys have a tough whoa, to Holy smokes. Okay. Oof, Ralph, go fire. first. Go ahead. I'm going to call it. Batman, emo, never dies. <laughs> I was I was just gonna rename it Batman Moody Broody, and you're not my father. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, oh, you said me? Yeah, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Bruce Wayne is the crow in Fast and Furious 12: Gotham Drift. <laughs> it's pretty much every movie that I just got finished watching. <laughs> Because we didn't talk about the Catwoman and Batman splitting off at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the third ending. Unnecessary. Yeah, the third ending. Yeah. Kev? Because you know she's going to be in the second movie. There's, like, there's no yeah, point. Probably. What you got, Kev? Rename the movie. Twilight Batman, the short Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight Batman. Another shout out to Jess, who wanted to wear her Robert Pattinson shirt to the theater. And I said, don't you dare. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's not like anybody would have noticed that theater was practically empty when we got there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's, I thought it would be a little bit more packed, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't even cover the ending ending, but okay, that's another story. It it, it, it honestly felt like we were doing Mystery Science three, three, uh, Theater 3000 when we were it there. It did. It did. <laughs> we, we had the whole thing to ourselves, mostly. Uh, all right. Ratings for the Batman. Ralph. I give the Batman eight and a half why didn't they give Andy Circus more scenes? Give me more Andy. I want more Andy now. Out of ten. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm glad you said out of ten. Joey was gonna get mad. Yeah. No, um. I, I got. I got to keep the intern happy. Yeah. Please. He gets bitchy. Um. I'm gonna give Bat the Batman eight and a half mascara smoky eyes out of ten. Unnecessary. I mean, I <laughs> so so unnecessary. No, you have to hide the the black around his eyes. So this way, you don't know if it's a black or white man. Oh wait, his mouth is exposed. That's exactly. Right. Oh, oh no, I was just making fun. <laughs> exactly. Kev, I'm gonna give it six. Selena Kyle, final notice, depths, do out of ten. Wow, Ooh. six out of ten. Out oh, of yeah, ten. happy Batman guy. Whoa, okay, interesting, interesting. And last but not least. MFG. I actually give it an eight. How many endings can one movie have out of ten? The worst part is the endings were getting progressively worse. I'm like, this is like Clue, but not funny or good <laughs> when it came down to the endings. <laughs> you know? is true. And it, it's funny. I gave it a six out of ten, and it was still better than what I expected. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, I, expect, right. I expected a shit show. No, wow. and I'm glad we and we did not get a shit show. In which you got a show of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you have it, the Batman. Um, better than the Dark Knight? Not sure, but I mean, Mike says it's not better than Clue, so there's that. But guys, don't go anywhere. Rocket review is next.
Hello, this is Ralph the Tech bringing you another rocket review. This week's rocket review is on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, an animated prequel movie to the series Jujutsu Kaisen. Being that it's a prequel, one of the parts about it is that you don't have to watch the animated series in order to understand what's going on. There are a few characters from the uh, series, but overall the main character is a new character that wasn't introduced. So the main storyline focuses on Yukata, who is a boy who is cursed by the spirit of his childhood friend. And whenever he gets hurt or bullied or just really nervous, she comes out and protects him and can cause a lot of problems. So this isn't good. And the story focuses on him joining the Jujutsu uh, high school and becoming a sorcerer. And there is a villain. I don't want to go over everything. I only got two minutes. But overall, it's a wonderful story and they do a great job. The fight scenes are done really well. The animation is superb and the soundtrack is great. Everything just flows amazingly. Um, there are a few slow parts, but overall it's very fast paced. And having watched the series, seeing these characters before the series is actually very refreshing. Overall, I give Jujutsu Kaisen Zero nine Jujutsu Sorcerers out of 10. And now, back to the show. Geeks on the go. No more goth. <laughs> now more goth? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's, the 90s. Are... He's already moved past emo. Now he's just fully goth. Just fully goth. It's funny when, when, when um, the kids I hear talk about goth, like they swear they know. But now, especially now with Batman, they're like, oh man, Nirvana, that's totally Batman. But anyway. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. You know the segment. Let me not digress. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we made it under a minute a couple of times. Um, Ralph didn't hate last time, but we have three people to answer. So we're not making it. I don't even know what we're doing the segment, but we're giving it a try. Why is it always me that's hating? What are you talking about? I told didn't you. say you hated. I told you I'm on a mission from God. Mike, right? did you did you just Mike, hear me hate on him this time around? Mike is God. That's true, but I, I hate him, so he is hating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready, set, go. What was your first ever exposure to Batman? Kev. Batman 1966 when it was on syndication. All right. Ralph. I mean, it's got to be the greatest show ever created. Uh, Batman animated series 90s. All yeah. right. Mike. I was exposed to Batman in the men's room at Coney Island. No, um, reruns of Adventures of Batman cartoon, which is from 1968. Love that one. Should the comics permanently kill off Bruce Wayne? Ralph. No. Why would they do that? I don't know. Mike. Yeah, you mean like Bucky, Jason Todd, and Uncle Ben? Why not? <laughs> Kev. Uh, no. You should show the awesome resurrection and how he planned it and he saw it coming and he <laughs> oh took a detour goodness. and he'll oh, come right guys. back. Thank you. <laughs> and the best Batman ever cartoon show or film is blank. Kev. Time is up. At the buzzer that we never make. Kevin Conroy. Duh. Kevin Conroy. Okay. Ralph. I mean, the man just said it. <laughs> 
Kevin Conroy. Like, okay. Hats Mine. down, the best. But they're both wrong. It's Kevin Conroy, Batman of the Animated Series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin Conroy with a clean sweep. I Wait, mean, Kevin Conroy, Batman the Animated Series, not Kevin Conroy in um, Crisis. No. Yeah, no, no. I was very clear. Yes. I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that just to double check. All right. Shout outs. What are our shout outs, gentlemen? Shout out to my lovely, lovely, and amazing fiance, soon to be wife, soon to be mother, Jen. Yay. Did she take you out of the car field? Eh, She's okay. She's carrying my, she's carrying my bat baby as we speak. That just sounds all kinds of wrong. It just does. (laughs) I can't wait to to put your daughter on my knee and be like, you want to hear what your dad said? I Check am not this having out. a daughter, sir. I am not having a son. We do not know yet. It is not yet revealed. Pronouns, pal. I just know that when this kid is born, are you the guy who's going to be like, it's going to hit it. And you're going to be like, I am the way. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin got all the jokes now. Wait till he has a kid. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, deliriously joking for sleep. Oh, I can't wait for it to be the octuplet that he's been dreaming of, man. He's going to be the Apu <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> is, it, is it safe to try to impersonate him in 2022? No, right? We'll get cancer. No. I mean, if you have to ask, you shouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess a shout out to everybody out there. We're getting a little bit closer and closer to a feel of normality. So thank you all out there. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep listening. We're going to try and get these things out more timely. <clears throat> oh, cat. Excuse me. Excuse me. So yeah, quick. thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not mean. It, it's the artist that we hired. He's so good, but he's so freaking time consuming. He's like, Arthur, lazy, right? as, lazy as hell. It's not you. It's the one on red, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Um, Ralph, any shout outs for you, bro? I would like to shout out those people. You know who you are. Keep it up. You're awesome. You're doing great. And to you people, stop what you're doing. You know what you're doing. I'm watching you, and you know that I'm watching you. Put your, put your hand off. Take your hand off your genitals and take your other hand off TikTok. Right. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Johannes, man. Shout- like Johannes! Yo, jo- Johannes is always working. He'll drop me a line every once in a while. I'm telling you, when he leaves me a message, his voice is really deep. I'm like, yo, bro, chill out. <laughs> We got, like, I'm not sure what a man sounds like. We should get him shout, to do a shout right out. Review. Shout out to Joe the intern. Shout out to Joe the intern. Shout out to shout out, shout, to, shout out to Troy boy. Shout out to Troy boy. Absolutely. Shout out to shout, shout out to Bucky. If you okay. know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. Um, shout out to shout out to um Aaron. Hopefully, she's feeling better. Um, Hopefully so. Yeah, absolutely. Shout, shout out to Mike's niece. Yeah, both of them. Uh, the both of them that don't listen. They don't listen to you or don't listen to us. Special shout out to RT Square, the driving instructor. That right. man, uh-huh. that man has a future in that business. He hasn't done jack for me. Ralph Zen well, School of Driving. If you want to learn how to drive without the rage, that's where you go. Ralph Zen School of Driving. That was a great slogan. But Mike, you got to stop trying to learn how to drive a unicycle. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> that is very true. Unfortunately, on the way to tie in Bozo with, with, with this. Go ahead. There's no room for two on a unicycle. 
Wow. There, there is. You just have to be very flexible. <laughs> <laughs> At my age, that's not possible. Um, <laughs> I was going to say shout out to Tinkerbell. Shout out to South Carolina. Shout out to Jess. Shout out to um, shout out to um, Tetris Goddess. Shout out to Hipster Tom. Everybody who's listening. Everybody who catches us late. Everybody who still supports and, you know, drops a line. Thank you, as always. Seriously. Shout out to Kev. Thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah. Hey guys, an Thank asshole. You. Thank you for, uh, I mean, you know, certain people tend to agree. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. Long overdue, uh, often imitated, never duplicated, no matter how many times we tried, Doc. I I didn't think the next time we were going to get him back was until 24 came back on. (laughs) (laughs) Word. Damn it, Chloe. That's always, that's the whole thing. Damn it, Chloe. I'm I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for Kevin to be like, you know, I'd be on, but you know, you haven't done Punisher season two, and that should be that should be something you should do, Kev. <laughs> if you ever do a rock review, you should do that. I uh, listen. Whenever you guys want to review that season, I've seen it plenty of times. It's uh, I think it's moving over to yeah. Disney. I think I'll watch it again. I if, if there's two shows that Marvel Netflix got right were Daredevil and Punisher, in my opinion. Um, all right. Well, you, you heard it here, folks. Folks, we're going to be Ooh, doing a please. live watching of uh, Punisher season two. We're going to be streaming it. Everyone can watch along with us. Um, no, because yeah, I don't think so. I'm in the show right, right now. I'm in the show right. right now because of that. So for <laughs> Mike, also known as MFG, RT Squared, Rob the Tech, and our special guest, Big Kev. This is the Cap saying, "Keep it geeky." See you next time.